0: Hey friend, welcome to the Good Gets Better podcast. I'm your host, Amber Freeland, and on this episode, I'm going to be sharing the second part of my conversation with Austin French. So if you missed the first part, I definitely recommend having a listen, but don't worry if you haven't because you won't be confused by anything we speak about today and what austin french and i will be talking about is how our here and now is divinely orchestrated and i'm really excited for this message because i think it's something we all need to hear but before we get into it let's pray together dear lord thank you for another day lord i pray that you would help us to remember that you have everything under control in our lives that every single thing that we're facing and everything that's happening is in your hands. So we don't have to worry about anything. And Lord, help us to enjoy the present, to take things day by day, and to not let thoughts of the past, like shame or regret, or thoughts of the future, keep us from making the most of today because today is a gift. And Lord, help us to enjoy the process of things that you take us through and to not just seek the destination and the outcome for everything, but to enjoy what we're doing and enjoy working for you. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to have more endurance and more discipline in our lives, to be able to keep running the race that you have set before us and to not give up even when the things that we're facing are discouraging. And help us to make good decisions every day because every single thing that we do today impacts our tomorrow. So Lord, with that, we give you today and we give you this week, and we just dedicate all of our actions to you, Lord. May your will be done. We love you in Jesus' name, amen. So. These days, it's really hard for us to be present because there are so many distractions on a daily basis and there's a strong hustle culture. And I find that patience is so much harder because we are becoming so used to instant gratification. I like to call it a microwave culture because instead of taking an hour or two to prepare a meal, we have the ability to toss it in the microwave and call it a day. And these days, we don't even have to read books to find answers to things, but we can use Google. We have a lot of technology at our disposal to do things faster, and I think it has caused us to avoid the process of doing things so much because we seek the outcome way more often than we seek actually doing what it takes to get there. And then we become frustrated whenever we do have to work for or wait for things in order to reach that desired outcome. And I find that of all things, patience is the hardest of the fruits of the spirit for me. And I think a lot of people are in the same boat (laughs) because patience is hard, man. (laughs) And I heard a quote recently that really inspired me and motivated me. And it said, The person who loves walking will walk further than the person who loves the destination. And I think that's such a good quote because it's so eye-opening. I want to be someone that enjoys the here and now. These days, there's such a high focus on the future and setting ourselves up for success. And while I think that is important, I think it's also important for us to slow down and focus on today because God is the one who holds tomorrow and determines our steps, even though we are able to make our plans. And God's plans are so much better. And so I just encourage you to think of something that you may be working towards right now and to try to enjoy the process of working towards that goal because you'll go even further enjoying the process rather than just looking for the outcome. And I think this is the reminder that we need to help us have patience. And in the New Testament, there are two Greek words that are translated as patience, which I believe help us to understand what patience looks like. And I'm not gonna try saying the Greek word because I will absolutely butcher it and it just will sound like gibberish. So (laughs) one of them means remaining under, which refers to steadfastness under difficult circumstances. And then another means long temper, which refers to the ability to hold one's temper for a long time. The King James Version translates it to long suffering. So ultimately, having patience is being able to endure suffering in difficult situations without complaining and remaining slow to anger and frustration despite your circumstances. Galatians 6 verse 7 through 9 says, You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from the sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. So the way that we spend our time now greatly influences the way that our future unfolds. And I've also read a quote that has stuck with me, and it says, Procrastination is the arrogant assumption that God owes you another opportunity to do what he already gave you time to do. So I think it's important that we recognize the time that we have is a gift, so we should use it well. And there's a story in 2 Chronicles 20 about King Jehoshaphat. And in this story, King Jehoshaphat discovered that multiple armies were joining together to come wage war against him and his kingdom. So in Chronicles 20, verse 3 through 4, it says, Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news and begged the Lord for guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. So people from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. So then Jehoshaphat prayed with the people for help. And in verse 13 through 24, it says, As all of the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, wives, and children, the Spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men standing there. His name was Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, a Levite who was a descendant of Asaph. He said, Listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Listen, King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march out against them. Take your positions, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. Then King Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground, And all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites from the clans of Kohath and Korah stood to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud shout. Early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets, and you will succeed. And after consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. And this is what they sang Give thanks to the Lord, his faithful love endures forever. And at the very moment, they began to sing and give praise. The Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. They were attacking each other. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, they saw all of the armies defeated. Not a single person had escaped. Then again, in verse 27 through 30, it says, Then all of the men returned to Jerusalem, with Jehoshaphat leading them, overjoyed that the Lord had given them victory over their enemies. They marched into Jerusalem to the music of harps, lyres, and trumpets, and they proceeded to the temple of the Lord. When all of the surrounding kingdoms heard that the Lord himself had fought against the enemies of Israel, the fear of God came over them. So Jehoshaphat's kingdom was at peace for his God had given him rest on every side. So because of King Jehoshaphat's actions before the battle, God gave them victory. The actions they took in the present significantly impacted the future. The moment that they started praising God, God went ahead of them and won the battle. So your worship makes an impact. Your prayers make an impact. So spend your time wisely now because it can significantly impact any battles that you face tomorrow. I think it's time for part two of my conversation with Austin French, but just a little side note before it starts. This was from June 2023. So Austin's tour with Danny Goki is no longer going, so just keep that in mind. But with that. Here is the rest of my conversation with Austin French. So I heard that you were on Rising Star and The Voice. Yeah. Tell me about those experiences.
1: Crazy. Uh, Actually, the hotel that we are sitting in right now is where I auditioned for The Voice. No way. In 2011. Uh, it was a wild story not actually not a lot of people know this I wasn't even supposed to be able to audition I didn't have a guardian (laughs) and uh my great aunt came with me uh but they needed a document notarized from my mom that my great aunt could let could be with me as to act as my guardian so I actually stood in line in the cattle call like a thousands of people at this hotel. Wow. Um, and I went to a ballroom and actually maybe the ballroom that we're playing in tonight. Um, and I stood in this big old line and I got to show my paper and they're like, hey, you have to leave. You can't play. You can't audition. Oh you don't have the right like documentation. So I turned around. I was walking out. I was in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. A guy with the headset comes out. He's like, hey, follow me. And I'm like, uh, okay. And he takes me to a room and I audition and I made it um and i was like this is weird i still don't know who that guy was but long story short this is how god works i did this i did the voice of season two and uh no one turned around i got to blind auditions no one turned around couldn't understand why i was there i was in la for three months of my senior year Mm -hmm. it was wild it was crazy i sure thought god was going to do something and then he didn't uh and i was like okay i don't know what this (laughs) means Long story short, God used that um, moment for years later. uh, In 2014, Mm -hmm. uh, I got a phone call on April Fool's Day from a producer of the show (laughs) of The Voice who was starting a new TV show that remembered me from 2012, um, and she asked me to be part of her show. I thought it was an April Fool's joke, so I hung up on her. (laughs) An executive producer of ABC called me, and I hung up on them. Um, So I called her back after I looked it up. I was like, oh, my goodness, this is real. And I went and auditioned, did that show. I ended up getting second place, lived in L.A. for a few months. Um, It was a wild experience. Uh, It's weird to sing to millions of people when you're looking at, like, a camera and just think. And that show, Rising Star was live. Every episode was live. Wow. Um, Actually, another cool moment with Rising Star, there's a girl here. Mm -hmm. uh, I just ran into in the lobby I haven't seen in nine years (gasps) that was a contestant on that show, Megan Tibbetts.
0: Wow. Um,
1: She performed, I think, today.
0: That's so And cool. we haven't seen
1: each other in nine years. We were both on the show together. So it was really cool.
0: This is a whole full circle it is. moment. It is.
1: It's a full circle moment. Yeah.
0: Have you been in this hotel since?
1: I, I came here. I've done momentum here before. Okay. Yeah, so it was kind of. Coming here for the first time. It was crazy because I came down just to go to Universal with my buddies. (laughs) And my mom was like, hey, I signed you up to audition for a show. I'm not going to be there. Your great aunt's going with you. Uh, And so my buddies went to Universal while I was stuck in here all day in these lines. (laughs) So they had a good time at Universal. But uh, yeah, it was wild. It's cool to be back here.
0: That's so funny. Do you plan on going to Universal while we're here? I'm
1: thinking about it. I love love roller coasters. It's my thing. Yeah, but I haven't been in a long time.
0: Well, you can't miss it then. I know. We're so, so close. close. <laughs> I
1: see them through the window.
0: <laughs> Something that I was really, I'm trying not to say curious about. Curi- what were you
1: curious <laughs> about, Amber?
0: What is a fun fact that you wish that like people knew about you more? Like listeners.
1: Oh, I love to do magic tricks. In really? fact, I was going to be, I wanted to be a Christian illusionist. Mm. If music didn't work out, I was going to, I'm glad I did music. It seems to be Seems to be better, uh, but uh, yeah, I wanted to do magic tricks and tell people about Jesus.
0: Quick note from present time Amber while Austin was talking about him being interested in magic tricks, his managers were laughing in the background, and so that's why I was laughing throughout this topic because it was just so funny how his managers were reacting. And so, I just want you to know. That I wasn't just laughing and making fun of him while he was speaking. <laughs> it was really funny. Anyway, back to the conversation.
1: Uh, I even did like a mission trip where I did street magic and, oh, wow. uh, yeah, on the street and told people about Jesus. It was really fun. That was like when I was seventeen. Wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, I still do tricks today, but they're not as uh, they're not as refined <laughs> as. Hopefully my music career
0: is. Have you ever done a trick on stage while you're at a concert? I
1: have. Well, I someone found out that I like to do magic tricks. And so it was a meet and greet. Mm-hmm. So it was before the real show, but a lot of people came in. They were doing a and a mm-hmm. And someone said, hey, if I pulled a deck of cards out of my pocket, would you do a magic trick? And I said, absolutely, because there's <laughs> no way you have a deck of cards. They said, well, actually... <laughs> And so they gave me a deck of cards and I did a few tricks.
0: Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's perfect. I yeah. love that. Another thing that I'm totally not curious about. <laughs> let me come up with another adjective. <laughs> I ran no, out you're of wondering, adjectives. You're wondering. You're so, wondering. Yes. Something that I was wondering. You're
1: inquiring about.
0: <laughs> um. I feel like I'm writing an email or something. Yeah. This is what <laughs> Inqui- I'm curious about. Yeah.
1: It's amazing.
0: When you were first beginning in everything. Yeah. Who is somebody that really inspired you as you were starting this journey into like Christian music?
1: Yeah, um, so there's a guy named Mark Schultz, um, one of my all-time favorite artists in the Christian music space. I grew up singing his songs, but I really fell in love with his songwriting. Um, It was songwriting that was not a... uh, It wasn't a hymn. It wasn't a worship song. It was a story, Mm -hmm. and it really engaged me. Actually, when I was like really not about being a believer. I didn't really become a believer until I was 13. I remember listening to Mark Schultz mm-hmm. and his songwriting, and it just grabbed me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he told stories, and somehow the gospel was presented in just life mm-hmm. stories. And it really inspired me. So I started writing my songs a lot like Mark when I gave my life to Jesus. Was I didn't feel really called to church music, like worship music. I felt called to storytelling. Um, and showing how the gospel is real Mm -hmm. uh, and meets people right where they're at, not just in a pew at church. Um, And so that's kind of the reason I write the songs the way I do now is I want songs that are conversational Mm -hmm. uh, and that anyone could listen to and be introduced to the gospel.
0: I love the way that you worded that like storyteller instead of just like artist or singer. Like that is so good. And it's so true because like everything that you say and sing is a story about God's goodness. I also know that you're going on tour. Yeah. So are you like absolutely stoked right now?
1: I am. Uh, yeah, I think we're we're doing a lot of shows this summer and then we're hitting the, hall, uh, the, the tour this fall with Danny Gokey. Can I say that? Yep. Okay, I can say that. I just want to make sure. Uh, I was like, she seems to know. I want to make sure I can let everybody know. Yes, I am so stoked. Um, I love touring. Uh, it is such a it's where you get to meet the people that listen to your music. And a lot of times we go to events like this, or we write these songs in little like closet music Mm -hmm. closets, right? In Nashville (laughs) is what it feels like. Uh, And it's so refreshing to get out and hear how these songs have become other people's songs. Mm -hmm. Um, So touring is a great way to do that. And yeah, I love, love getting to share these songs in a live environment.
0: That is so fun. And um, I just totally lost and blanked.
1: (laughs) What are you curious about? You got any curiosities?
0: Well, I could, I could go on for hours about <laughs> random things I'm curious about, <laughs> but, but I just think it's so cool what you're doing and how you've just, you have such a story, like such a testimony to share. And I've even like, I've heard about back when you were like a youth leader and yeah. you're like 18 and you had to do like a sermon and it ended up inspiring wake up sleeper. Yeah. So did you want to talk about that?
1: Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean here's here's a testament to never throw anything away. My <laughs> wife is not a pack rat. I am a pack rat. And uh, turns out I was going through a box. She was like, you got to trash it or go through it. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we were moving and I found the sermon um, that I wrote when I was 18. And I titled it Wake Up Sleeper after this story in the book of Luke where Jesus interrupts the funeral of a little boy. Uh, and I found it. I remember like, begging God to speak to me when I was 18. We had this thing called You Sunday, and uh, we drew sticks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, whoever had the short stick had to preach. I drew the short stick, <laughs> and I was terrified. Like, 18 years old, I definitely <laughs> didn't feel equipped to teach anybody anything. Mm-hmm. Um And so— in this process of like preparing a sermon, I just remember asking God to say like, God, give me a word, like give me something. And I remember going to the this book and reading through the book. I actually read through the whole book of Luke mm-hmm. and I stopped on this story and it just kind of wrecked me. Um, and I began just to feel like the Lord was saying, Austin, I'm still interrupting funerals. Mm-hmm. And he is. That's what the gospel does. It, it rescues dead people who are dead to sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and scripture says that will separate you for eternity Mm -hmm. but what jesus did to this little boy is he put his hand on a coffin and you know ceremonially and like in the jewish law he became unclean Mm -hmm. you touch anything dead you become unclean it's a whole process to get clean again it's crazy um, because it's a big deal and so jesus doesn't care about getting dirty Uh, he puts his hand on this little boy and and calls out the words, get up. (laughs) And the little boy starts breathing again. And as I began to read through the scripture, it was was just so evident. Like this is the gospel. Like Jesus touched my life. Everything that was gross, messy, broken, he didn't care. Mm -hmm. He put his hand on my life and I have a chance to either listen Mm -hmm. or ignore it. If I ignore it, I'll be separated. Mm -hmm. But if I if I understand the words of Jesus, when he says, Get up, he's talking to me, he's talking to you, he's talking to anybody listening. And it says, Wake up, I will give you life. And he takes our sin and he turns it into beauty um, and and he redeems us. Mm-hmm. And so that day, a little boy started breathing again uh, and it inspired the song years later. I found out that I really couldn't spell when I was 18, um, <laughs> but I also found out, I was like, man, this is a powerful song. Um, and so it was, I counted it as kind of one of the first songs I wrote. I uh, just didn't know it was a song then, <laughs> you know? Um, and uh, it's it's been cool to be able to sing that and share that uh, every time I get on stage.
0: Wow. So many cool full circle moments Absolutely. in your life. Absolutely.
1: That's the Lord. The Lord does that. He plants seeds. Mm -hmm. He waters it. And then you may never see the fruition of those little blessings Mm -hmm. uh, until later on. And uh, it's cool to look back. You know, a Mm -hmm. lot of us spend so much time looking forward, but there's so much blessing right now.
0: Wow. I love that. I remember when I was super little, something that I would do like every single night before I went to bed because I was like, I was very scared of the dark.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Who's not? (laughs)
0: It's exactly, yeah. and I would listen to Christian radio like all throughout my sleep, and I just like always felt so encouraged and like protected when I was listening to That's it. Awesome. And so now getting to talk to artists is just like it's like my full circle moment.
1: That's amazing. Do you struggle staying awake through our music now? Does it lull you to sleep?
0: Well, wake up sleeper definitely wake doesn't. Wake up sleeper.
1: That's your alarm. That's the last song on the playlist. That's I gotta my alarm get, in the morning. I gotta get up. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. You know, that that there is a mindset. Mm-hmm. Like you fill your life with light, mm-hmm. fill your heart with light, and your home mm-hmm. with light. There's a lot to be said. We let so much darkness into our life. Uh, but if you replace that darkness with light and in light-inspired art, mm-hmm. um, it's powerful. So I'm, yeah. I'm, that's so cool that it was a part of just comforting you in the night.
0: Um, I have enjoyed the last few minutes with you so much. And I know that these listeners are feeling so encouraged because I'm feeling so encouraged and hyped up for just life in general. Come
1: on, (laughs) let's go kick Satan in the face (laughs) with the gospel. Come on. yeah, Because he loses.
0: 100%. You know, Uh,
1: I'm, I'm grateful you're doing this. I'm grateful you're recording. I'm grateful that you're a host and uh, I, that I get to share my story. My story is only just one. Mm-hmm. If I can encourage anybody to be inspired to do anything, mm-hmm. uh, it's to be honest and tell their story uh, because all this is in the clouds till it hits the pavement and your story is where it hits the pavement. Um, and so make it real for people. Tell your story because that's what's going to inspire the realness and rawness of the gospel being present and real and tangible, something we can experience now.
0: Wow, that was so good. I can just, I feel the Holy Spirit. Come on. I can totally hear it. I think I should just end it there. There it is. is.
1: Cut.
0: That was the rest of my conversation with Austin French. And something that I love about God is his intentionality. And I find it so evident in Austin's life because there were so many full circle moments. What comes to mind especially is how his audition for The Voice came to be because he did not have the necessary documentation that he needed in order to audition that day, but then a random guy found Austin in the parking lot as Austin was leaving and pulled him into the audition room. Hebrews 13 verse 2 says, Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. And I think it's very possible that it was an angel that took Austin into the audition room that day. And even though Austin didn't make it past the blind auditions and was discouraged about how it all turned out, God used that time for good. And even though he couldn't see it yet, a producer from the show remembered him a couple years later and reached out to see if he wanted to try a new singing competition show they were starting called Rising Star. And he ended up getting second place on Rising Star, which kickstarted his music career to impact thousands of people for Jesus. So I think it's so easy for us to get discouraged when we get so excited about something that doesn't come to be. And in those moments, we wonder what the Lord is doing and if he has given up on us or abandoned us. But the truth is that God sees the full picture and he is using things and people in your here and now in order to shape and greatly impact your future in ways you may not even realize until later. God is teaching us things, but he is also doing things behind the scenes that we have no idea about. So when things don't go our way, it's because God is in the midst of doing something even better that we can't see. And it's easy for us to think that there is no purpose behind our pain, that there is no purpose behind the troubles we're experiencing. But God doesn't let us experience discouragement or troubles without a purpose. And his intentions are always good. And because of that, we can know that incredible things are happening even in the midst of the battle. And this is so evident in Austin's story because Austin must have felt so discouraged When nothing seemed to come from his audition on The Voice. But what he didn't know is that God was doing something through that. And he had such a good purpose for it. And the Lord appointed people in that audition room like the ABC producer who would remember him years later when she was putting together this new singing competition show. So whatever it is that you are facing right now, whatever it is that you are discouraged by or you are struggling with, I want you to know and be confident that God is using your pain. He is using your struggles. He is using your discouragement for a great purpose. And you may not see it right now, but it will all make sense in the future. What you can know is that he is shaping your heart and he's preparing you for what he has prepared for you. He is shaping us so that we are ready to receive all of the blessings that he has been working on. And it's important for us to remember that a good thing at the wrong time is a bad thing. And even though things can appear disappointing at times, God is saving us from something that would have been even worse. So even though it can be so frustrating, we can rejoice in the fact that God saved us from something we couldn't see. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And then Proverbs 3 verse 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. And that verse is so good. And I keep coming back to it because it shows that we truly cannot just rely on what we know because God does so much in the unseen and he sees more than what we are able to see. So God calls us to rely on and trust in him because he's got it all in his control. In 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9, it says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. And a similar verse in Isaiah 64 verse 4 says, Since the world began, no ear has heard and no eye has seen a God like you who works for those who wait for Him. So ultimately, we can rest and wait, knowing that God holds our future in his hands, that he is working on it right now, and that his plan for us is far beyond what we could imagine. And in this episode, Austin spoke about his song, Wake Up Sleeper, and I was looking up some scriptures that I wanted to share, and I stumbled upon the verse that says, Wake Up Sleeper. And then I read the rest of the chapter in Ephesians that it came from, and it literally matches up with everything that I had written down to share with you so well. And I just think it's incredible how God proved my point that he is super intentional with the here and now, because I didn't read this passage at all prior to preparing all that I was going to share on this episode. I had everything prepared that I was going to share, and then I found this, and I was like, oh my goodness, God is so cool. And so I just think that this is the perfect conclusion to this episode. It is Ephesians 5, verse 8 through 17, which says, For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord, so live as people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It is shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. Everything that is illuminated becomes light and evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, Wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Thank you so much for listening to the end. I hope that this has been an encouragement for you, that there is so much purpose and goodness right now in your life. So don't waste a moment. Also, make sure to go give Austin French's music a listen because he just came out with a new song called God is Good all the time. And it is such a great reminder. I would also super appreciate it if you rated this podcast and make sure to follow so that you can be in the know for whenever a new episode drops. I hope you have an awesome week and just remember, when you focus on the good and when you focus on God, the good gets better.